Hi everybody, this is uh, Tracker with an accent and I welcome you all. Um, this week I am, um, I don't have a guest, but uh, I am just going to talk to my listeners about uh, what's been happening with me lately and why I did not have any episode or any guests, which are basically my friends. Uh, but I just feel like I need to talk about uh, a recent experience that I had and it's about the pandemic that we all been going through for the past I don't know how many months you know almost a year and a lot of things have happened ever since this pandemic started uh, we had a lot of people who did not believe this was an actual pandemic and we have some other people with their own different views on how we can get through this pandemic but I just want to say that uh, every time you hear someone talk about the pandemic I would want you to resist the urge to explain things that we do not have evidence of or things that we have not experienced for example, uh, saying that uh, coronavirus is not real because you have not experienced it or people close to you have not experienced it, it doesn't make it an experience that is not real. And it just, uh, it just makes me mad sometimes because this is something that is the root of most of our problems in our society right now is that people have a tendency to discredit things that have not happened to them and they will tell you that oh they would want to they would want to explain your narrative to you like they want to take control of a story that they have never experienced and uh, looking back I just had to look at things like when people were protesting about uh, racism and police brutality, how that message was received. Uh, most people <laughs> would dismiss it and say it's not real. But, and I mean, their main uh, reason for saying that was, well, I've been driving for 25 years or so. I've never been pulled over by a cop or I've been pulled over 10 or more times and I'm still alive, I'm not dead or something like that. But <laughs> the bottom line is you do not know uh, how the situation would have played if someone else was sitting in that driver's seat and you do not know why you are alive, you do not know why your experience did not result in death, you do not know a lot of things from those experiences. But when someone is sharing that, hey, the majority of my experiences have been uh, uncomfortable, they've been, I feel like they've been unfair, uh, you are not, I mean, resist the age to try to explain to them that, hey, oh yeah, because guess what, you are not put over by the same police officer, that's another obvious factor. So you cannot literally dismiss their story uh, with yours. But again, uh, going back to to the pandemic stuff, um, a 
a few of my listeners who are close to me uh, know that I lost my father recently and I know he he was living in a third world country so uh, they are not really doing well with coping up with the pandemic out there and they are not really testing people and there is there isn't really like strict measures on how people should deal with coronavirus and also because third world countries are poor our doctors and our healthcare workers are overwhelmed and they generally do not have enough PPE to protect themselves and enough equipment to work with in the hospitals to help uh, coronavirus patients for example we have a really limited amount of of ventilators so when someone really needs a ventilator uh, their only option uh, is to just watch them die because they don't have many of those equipment available and it's also very expensive for an average person out there to put someone on a ventilator uh, judging from my own experience that happened to me, um, which I'm going to share with you guys in this um, episode, which is not going to be as long as my usual episodes, but I just thought I should share with you. So I will catch up with you after this break and I will continue my story about my dad. Okay, welcome back guys. Uh, so before the break, I was talking um, about how I recently uh, lost my dad. He was uh, staying in Zimbabwe. So uh, when this pandemic started, uh, I'm not one of the people who did not believe that is real. Um, I happened to have a friend who was staying in China when it started. And then when it moved to Europe and it was in the U.S., so I kind of had an understanding of how serious this was, even though I did not really understand what coronavirus was actually, but I did know that it was a virus that was killing people and a lot of people. And I immediately felt the need to reach out to my family, knowing how things are in Zimbabwe and we were just sharing messages back and forth on how they should be careful so i was that type of person if i hear something new on the news when health experts were sharing how they are also coping up with this new virus i would uh, talk to my dad and my family like hey dad so they said you should wear a mask Uh, initially it was those uh, medical masks and then later on they were like oh yeah you can make your own mask like i was really uh, keeping up with those updates and talking to my family about it and trying to make them safe as any one of you would have done. And uh, what hits me most is uh, my dad took this more seriously than I did. He started going into his own research about the coronavirus and how you can survive it and things like that. So. He would send me messages pretty much all the time about corona 
virus and he will be like hey son uh, <laughs> make sure you you know make sure you do one two three like buy hand, hand, hand sanitizer you keep in your car um dog when you get into your into the house from your way because he knew i was a trucker he always encouraged me like hey you need to uh, use hand sanitizer get rid of the clothes you were wearing outside your house and you know wash them and things like that you know, making sure that i don't carry the virus into my own house and i mean we don't have a kid or anything just me my wife mackenzie and our dog ducks so i was a bit careful i'm pretty sure my wife can can pick me up on this uh, every time i come back from work i normally don't want to do anything in the house before i take off my clothes put them in the shower and i mean put them in the washer and i get into the shower and then i can hang out by the couch or cook a meal with her or whatever we, we had planned uh, that night uh, so that was something i was doing because uh, my dad was kind of pushing me and you know requesting me to do all these things because he was afraid you know how the numbers were growing here um, in the states and at uh, that time numbers were i would say unknown <laughs> they go mainstream because the system of even gathering the numbers was also really unclear i wasn't sure if they were accurate numbers they had because they were not testing people so i do not know how they knew how many people were suffering from it or how many people actually have it my guess will be they were just using hospital numbers of people who, who come into the hospital and they're being admitted and then they get a test and then they test positive positive those are the numbers that they had but in actual fact there might have been more people with it outside there and they just did not know so he was aware of that fact that people were not uh, being tested uh, back home so he was very careful and from the conversations i had even with my mom she would she was kind of annoyed that <laughs> he was like really strict about it and he was teaching his grandkids how to use hand sanitizer and when they greet people they wouldn't do anything until they use hand sanitizer and stuff like that so it made me feel good when he started knowing that i had someone as cautious as he was in our family and someone was looking out for other people in our family so it made me happy and i was oh yeah i just hope that uh, they can survive this virus and this pandemic. Uh, I haven't seen my family in uh, how many years now? It's almost six or seven years. So this was a really scary thing for me because I didn't want to lose any one of my parents before I can actually see them. But uh, little did I know that uh, God had other plans. <laughs> so this was a uh, punch in the gut especially for someone who was taking care of himself someone who was really cautious about what was happening around him and it really uh, for a while it put me in a really bad place I felt lost and I didn't I didn't understand why this has to happen to people like my dad 
few people who did not think that coronavirus was a hoax, people who took it seriously, people who invested their time in understanding how this new virus was working and how they can prevent giving it to other people or even contracting it. And just living here where I encountered a lot of people who did not even believe in wearing a mask. Um, after I lost my dad, I seriously started to hear really, <laughs> I mean, I got so angry uh, because I am someone who also did not believe it's a hoax and I have seen people <laughs> would go into shops and stuff and they would yell at store attendants when they asked them to wear masks, masks and stuff like that and I really did not take it that seriously that time because I always wear my own mask and I always felt like people like that they are in such a deep hole that we cannot reach out to them but when sometimes when the opportunity presents itself i i would try to find a nicer way to demonstrate to them that there's nothing wrong with wearing a mask and i remember one time i was in a truck stop and um i was wearing a mask and i also had uh, a gator cover uh my neck and i was talking to this guy who was complaining because the store attendant asked him to get out of the store and get his mask and he said something to me like hey do you believe now we have to wear this thing just to uh, get inside to get our receipts and i was like hey they are just asking you to wait inside the store like you can just wait get in and get out and you can take off your mask like they don't care when you're outside the store they don't care if you wear it or not, but inside the store, they're just asking you to wear it. And he did not like that I said that. So he just threw his hands in there and he walked away. But I, in that moment, I was proud of myself that I, I said that because I did understand how dangerous that was because one of the scariest thing about coronavirus most people didn't even know they had it so you can't just walk around confidently saying i don't have it you know because you don't feel sick so um that was uh, something that i struggled with after i lost my dad and i became more mad when i would see people who don't want to wear masks and people who didn't believe it's true and because I knew immediately that if they are not they haven't been affected by it yet so they don't if you know what they're dealing with they don't even know what they're saying they're just uh, falling into these uh, conspiracy theories and these political ideas and some of these stories I'm not going to share them on my podcast because they're so ridiculous and I'm not going to keep sharing those ridiculous theories because they literally do not make any sense and they just sound like something you hear from a madman something you hear from someone who is a serious uh, mental health issue 
But anyway, uh, after the break, I'm just going to share with you what happened the day I lost my dad and how I felt about it. And uh, a few um, uh, experiences that I had that day and how they affected me and how some of it uh, helped me to uh, get through that uh, experience. So I'll catch you after the break. Okay, welcome back. Uh, this is my last uh, segment. Um, I was just sharing um, what was been what has been going on with me lately. So the day my uh, father died, I was actually on a trip to New York, and I believe I was in Virginia at that point. And my mom called me, and she said uh hey uh your father's not feeling very well but we went to the doctor and the doctor said uh, he is uh, an infection and they prescribed him antibiotics or something and he's been taking them and uh, that day was the last day he took uh, one of his injections looks like he's getting better and I was like hey can you put him on the phone so I can talk to him and he did come on the phone and he said the same thing he said oh yeah I'm fine um, I just went to see the doctor now uh, I'm also taking um, diabetes medicine and he said that that medicine might make me feel weak so whenever I eat something I feel better feel energized but when I get hungry I really feel weak and I have to take something like candy or like tea and biscuits or something like that then I'll be fine and I was like oh okay that's that's good uh, and in that moment I didn't think of asking him if he has been tested for COVID but I remember asking him is that all the doctor said? Is it just an infection? And he was like, oh yeah, it is just an infection. So I have uh, fever-like symptoms. And then uh, I was like, okay, I will talk to you in the morning when you wake up, because it was night there. And he was like, oh yeah, sure. So we hung up. And then a few hours later, my mom called me again and she said, hey, uh, your father just got really serious. So we took him to the ER and they're asking for money to get him on the ventilator. So I was like, oh yeah, sure. Um, let me see what I can do. I can uh, find a money drum nearby and I can send you guys some money so he can be on the ventilator. And I took the next exit that I saw, and that was less than three minutes. And then I went to a Walmart, and then I parked my truck, and I jumped out of the truck. And then running into Walmart, I didn't even make it to the door. Then my phone rang again. This time it was my little brother. And he was like, hey, 
how they passed away. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I just talked to you guys, like, less than five minutes ago. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, the doctor came up and they swabbed him and they went back and they came out saying he's positive. And then we asked him to put dead on the ventilator but they were dragging their feet doing that even though we had promised them to, that the money is coming but later on he told my brother that there's nothing they could have done to save him so I I hear my phone on my ear and I remember walking back to my truck in that moment I don't really know what was happening I did try to cry but I couldn't cry and I just hopped back into my truck I stayed on the phone and then I started driving which when I look back right now was probably a bad idea I could not see anything I could not really know what was happening around me my body was functioning but I was numb I was I don't know how up to now I believe someone else was driving the truck that wasn't me because I was not functioning so I tried very hard to <laughs> come back to my senses but nothing made sense in that time but I did drove for uh, I don't know maybe half an hour and I was still holding my phone to my ear and I could hear my mom crying in the background and my little brother was also crying on the phone and I was not crying at that moment I was just shocked I didn't know what to say I did not know what to tell him I did not know what to believe everything was just foggy and the road was hazy I don't know how I was driving it was raining that time in Virginia because they just hit snow I guess but I just kept driving and then finally I saw a rest area and then I pulled over and I stopped and then I decided to call my wife. But anyway, I'm not gonna share more of that. Um, so more of the story is when people say uh, coronavirus is not real, when they politicize it, uh, or if you are one of those people who do that, I just want you to know that even though you haven't had a personal experience with it or even though you you had a personal experience with it and you managed to come out of it alive or your family managed to come out of it alive it does not mean that's how it's going to be for everyone else um, you might be lucky 
to be in a place where if you are sick they can easily take care of you and they did that and you came out on the other end alive it doesn't mean that's the same narrative for everyone so I'm just asking for people um, not to discredit um, the virus because it hasn't killed one of your relatives or it hasn't killed you it doesn't mean it's not real all it means is you were one of the lucky ones to get out of it alive and just be considerate of other people uh, wearing a mask doesn't kill you medical professionals have been wearing masks ever since I don't know beginning of time and they haven't died they haven't suffered from all those diseases conspiracy theories tell you so that should say something to you and the most uh, hateful thing from that or the most painful thing from all this is the virus is not selective so people who are actually making an effort not to get it you know they will end up getting it because some other people are being reckless and you might be a career who is lucky and you stay alive but you might contribute to the death of other people who are trying to take care of themselves so i just asking for people to be considerate and just be a good human being just protect yourself and protect other people around you if you're in your house you don't want to wear a mask no one is asking you to wear a mask in your house but when you get out and you interact with other people it's the most cautious thing to do you're actually being a hero you're actually being patriotic by doing that so that's all you guys know so that's what's been happening with me lately and i would like to believe i'm still grieving so i might not post as much stuff but just so you know what's been happening to me and i just wanted to reach out and i know uh, this experience is not are unique to myself only i know there are most of you out there who have lost their loved ones who have lost uh, their relatives to this uh, dangerous virus and i just want you to know that i pray for you as much as i pray for my own family and i want everyone to be safe and i'm just asking everyone out there to be safe too and um it's just been track out an accent and i've been just sharing with you my experience and hope to catch you guys next time when I have more fun news to share. Goodbye.